game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new thing? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vassay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit TanklessMadeSimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, David Vesey. David Vassay live at Dodger Stadium where the Rockies defeat the Dodgers today by a final score of 4-1. to one. Welcome to Dodger Talk. We're with you until 5.30 today at 866-987-2570. The final day of the regular season saw Herman Marquez stifle the Dodger offense, which was without Mookie Betts, who got a day off, and also was without Chris Taylor who missed his second straight game because of a stiff neck. And remember, last September, Chris Taylor had a neck injury that was problemsome for quite some time before he was able to free it up and perform in October with that walk-off home run in the wild card game and also delivered in the NLDS and NLCS. So the Dodgers uh, trying to get Taylor healthy. He just started to show some signs of life at the plate. So I'm sure this is frustrating for him that he has had to miss the last two games after starting to swing the bat and have better at bats the last few games 866-987-2570 we have jose moda joining us in about 10 minutes also you will hear from the great steve garvey who was at dodger stadium today taking in the ball game Uh, one part of steve garvey's resume that doesn't get talked about enough was how good of an october performer he was and we'll tap into his knowledge about what made him so great and what will it take for other players to perform well in October in that Dodger uniform. So a lot to get to between now and 5.30, along with your phone calls at 866-987-2570. Now, Tyler Anderson, somewhat of a question to start a playoff game. I don't know how, but that's no longer a question. He will start the third game of the NLDS for the Dodgers. I know that's not official, but it will be Kershaw Urias Anderson, uh, either Kershaw or Urias as the game one starter. But Anderson most definitely will start the third game of the NLDS for the Dodgers. He finishes the year 15 and five with the fifth lowest ERA in the National League, 2.57 after going five innings today, tying a career high with 10 strikeouts and also having 21 swings and misses on his pitches today, seven on his fastball. Um, So a really good day for Tyler Anderson on what has been a really great season for Tyler Anderson. Uh, It has been a career season for Tyler Anderson when you consider what he has done in his previous five years where he's had an ERA of 586 in 94 starts before he got with the Dodgers, and it has just turned around his career. So really a great uh, a great season for Tyler Anderson, who set a new career high for innings pitched this year as well. 
Uh, he has earned uh, every single inning of playoff baseball that he will get this year. And look, he's done it in the regular season against good teams. What would make you believe he can't be effective against uh, other good teams in the postseason? So I don't have any doubts about what Tyler Anderson can do. And his pulse is very steady. He's not afraid. He's very self-assured. He's not scared on the mound. He's got great mound presence. All of the things you need to succeed in October. So no no second thoughts about Tyler Anderson getting a real shot to be a big part of the Dodger postseason rotation. Speaking of the Dodger postseason rotation, tomorrow Tony Gonsolin is going to make his return to the Dodgers after missing uh, close to two months. He's been on the injured list since August 29th uh, when he was scratched from that start in Miami. So Tony has uh, worked hard to get to this point, and we'll see whether or not it only goes higher from here because Dave Roberts said they're going to use Gonsolin for three or four innings tomorrow night in game three of this six-game series against the Rockies. And if Gonsolin can show he's close to what he was before going on the injured list, that's a big boost for the Dodger pitching staff going into October. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's head out to the phones. Ken in Newport Beach, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Ken. Hi, David. Uh, 15 strikeouts by the Dodgers. But today I'm going to make you the general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ooh, other like than that. Joey Gallo. Yeah, other than Joey Gallo, who could be the worst hitter I've ever seen. Who else does not make the playoff roster, Mr. General Manager? Yeah, I believe, and I've said this a few times, I feel like Anser Alberto's on the bubble. I feel like Miguel Vargas, for what the role will be, a right-handed bat off the bench, he's got more thunder and potential for damage. Uh, Alberto really hasn't had a great offensive season. He's had limited number of uh, plate appearances, and he has... 25 27 strikeouts and only three walks he's known for his glove and i guess in some weird way now that he can pitch and blow out games so for me he's on the bubble and i would have vargas as my last position player as my 13th position player as far as the pitching staff goes you know at this point in time, I feel like the Dodgers, if they can make strides with Dustin May to throw strikes, I'd have Dustin May as one of my last two pitchers on the postseason roster with, with David Price. Those would be my 12th and 13th pitchers on the playoff roster. Okay. I agree. And I would leave Kimbrell and Ferguson off the roster. <laughs> you think you can get Kimbrell off the roster? Well, I mean, it was a what was it last night? It was a, a four to one game, and he's walking two batters. It doesn't get lower leverage than that, and he still couldn't find the strike zone. Yeah, well, I agree, but that's quite a risk because it makes uh, it makes Friedman look bad that he went not off. Not really, Kimbrel. Not it doesn't make Friedman look bad. Kim uh, Kimbrel served his purpose to be the closer during the regular season and keep everybody else in somewhat order. I mean, the Dodgers still won 110 games, Ken, with Kimbrell as their closer. Sure. So I don't think it makes him look bad at all. I think it served the purpose it served. 
as a regular season closer and with a team that scores a lot of runs with not too many one-run situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, by the way, Ken, since I got you on the line and we're talking closers, you catch Kenley Jansen close out the game last night and the night I before, 29 saves? I, I know he's had some problems the, the last couple of uh, three, four weeks. Yeah, no, but what did he, he do he last closed night? The, he closed out the, the Mets in the first two games of the series, the two biggest games of the Braves' season. Wow, I didn't know that. Huh. Oh, well. Yep. I feel like you and other Dodger fans don't know how good you have it until it's gone. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the story of my life, but I agree. <laughs> All right, Ken. Thanks for the phone call. And by the way, a big game in Atlanta right now, Sunday night baseball, top of the third inning. Mets and Braves are tied at one. A lot of people believe, and rightfully so, that whoever wins this game more than likely is going to win the NL East and be the number two seed in the National League because uh, whoever wins this game will have the tiebreaker in the season series. So uh, this is a very pivotal game that obviously will make life a lot easier for whoever wins the NL East. Uh, Whoever doesn't will be the top wild card team and more than likely will play the Padres in their home ballpark because today, with the Brewers losing to the Marlins again, uh, the Padres clinch their first postseason berth in a full 162-game season since 2006. That's right. The Padres are officially in the postseason and more than likely are going to be the second wild card team, while the Phillies uh, have a magic number of one uh, to clinch a playoff spot. And we have an update from Atlanta. The man that has the second highest batting average in baseball behind Freddie Freeman, Jeff McNeil, just went deep for a solo home run off of Charlie Morton in the top of the third inning. So the Mets have a 2-1 lead over the Atlanta Braves. And speaking of the batting title... Freddie Freeman was 0 for 4 today. He played his 156th game of the season today, and it was only his 39th game that he went hitless. That is remarkable for a great hitter, maybe one of the greatest hitters of our generation the last 15 years. I don't feel like that's a stretch to say. Freeman is now hitting 327, while McNeil now is 2 for 2 in the game in Atlanta. So the batting title race in the final three days of the regular season is getting a little tight. So we'll see uh, where it plays out. I don't expect Freddie to go hitless in the next three games. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda after the Dodgers fall to the Rockies 4-1 to one on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. David Bassett live at Dodger Stadium after the Dodgers defeat the Rockies or fall to the Rockies 4-1. to one. Sorry, far, for, uh, that's kind of a... 
a habit. Dodgers win, but today they lose for only the 49th time of the season. They have 110 wins. They become only the seventh team in Major League history last night to win 110 games in a season. They will not catch the 98 Yankees with 114 wins in the regular season, but I think we can all agree upon 113 wins and a World Series uh, would be just as sweet. 866-987-2570 is the phone number, and look, this is a reality. If the Dodgers finish this season hoisting that World Series trophy, this is not being slanted towards the Dodgers. They would be considered one of the greatest teams in baseball history if they finish this season off with a world championship after the regular season that they have had, whether it ends at 110 wins or 113 wins or anywhere in between with a World Series championship, you would have to consider this team one of the greatest of all times. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast congratulates Diana Acevedo of Whittier, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. All right, let's check in with Jose Moda. Jose, Tyler Anderson finishes off an all-star season with a very strong outing today. Five innings, tying a career high with 10 strikeouts and had 21 swings and misses from the Rockies today. Oh, yes, he did. It was great to see the way he was out there attacking the zone. Um, the first at bat was actually a long one in which I'm going, well, maybe the Rockies have seen the ball very well. Maybe they're guessing right on some of the sequences. But, man, he took off after that. And uh, it wasn't just about the changeup. The changeup was just a, a surplus pitch to use when he needed to make his fastball better. And that's why he's so good. Smart guy. And, Dave, you know, following your, your line and your words along the side, that it seems like, People are not confident in this guy in a playoff game, you know, for a playoff start, playoff run. And the thing is, yeah, he doesn't light up the radar gun, and everybody likes to see, you know, the 95, 97s, and 98s. But, you know, the purpose is to get people out, and he finds a way to get people out. He is a tough cookie when it comes down to going out there and grinding it out for you. And he's a bullpen saver. Throughout the season, there's five, six stars maybe that he could have gone longer, but he still gives you through six innings. And he's just a prime example of, you know, that pitching is an art. And a guy that did not even have a guarantee spot in the rotation to begin the season went out there and maximized whatever opportunity came due to injuries and has shown you that he can be a very dependable guy. And the last point that you also made that I really liked is he did face some very deep lineups also this season. So it's not just like he's cruising through a lot of bad teams. So he has an idea, and I think it's going to be very important for the Dodgers here in October. Yeah, and if we talked about this the last three or four starts for Anderson, the contact rate was up, the strikeouts were down, so it's got to be encouraging for the Dodgers to see him have 10 strikeouts, have 21 swings and misses uh, in his final regular season tune-up. Oh, for sure. It's great. I mean, it's sexy, obviously. We like the swings and misses and the strikeouts and everything, but um, he just has a different mode of beating you, and he'll find out in the first six or seven batters what's working and what's not um you know it's like the old adage about you know the 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 eighth or ninth inning guy where swings and misses are great um but if you're efficient getting outs in the eighth inning in the seventh inning depending on the situation that calls for contact and you making plays 
go out there and just allow it to happen. Outs or outs, no matter what. And it keeps your defense obviously involved a little bit more. But um, uh, to, to see what he did today, David, and going back and talking to you, what, three starts ago when there's a little concern about the swings and misses and the strikeouts and the whiffs and the chases, this guy's got people chasing all over the place. One of the best in baseball when it comes down to deception, making some pitches look like strikes that are not, and that's why the strikeouts were up today. How do you think the playoff roster is going to shape up, Jose? I know basically this is the Dodgers team, but there are a couple of guys at the end of the bench or like Miguel Vargas and Anser Alberto that are fighting for the last spot. And Dustin Mays, I guess, progress towards throwing strikes is a big part of the Dodgers' consideration as well. Uh, How do you look at it at the back end of the roster? Um, I see a guy like... Miguel Vargas having a spot because Miguel Vargas has shown the ability with the bats to really slow the moment down. I don't think he's going to be phased by anything in my, you know, like veteran players. So he doesn't know any better. So you're going to put him up there, bases loaded if he needs in a bat or something like that. And yeah, he's going to be worked on. He's going to be a guy that uh, the other team says, this guy's got a lot of holes. He's a young player, but he's going to be able to just be able to see the ball and use a big part of the field. And hopefully that's the case. Plus also, provide you some little thunder that obviously uh, it doesn't come from Hanser Alberto. And, and Dave, the more I see him being worked at in right field, being worked out at second base, uh, being worked out during the shift in situations like that around the infield, the more I think that uh, he's going to be part of that roster. Uh, when, my biggest question is obviously oh, – sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you as, as far as the position players, a, a lot of people are wondering about Joey Gallo as well, but I feel like Gallo has a spot on this roster – Maybe a reduced role now. I think so. Gallo still gives you, um, you know, plus defense. Uh, obviously, he has problems making contact. I don't think he's going to be a guy that uh, you're going to match up against people that are, you know, starting games in the playoff. But I think overall, at least on the defensive side with his throwing and his range and, you know, playing both corners, he's going to be able to help you out. As far as the pitching staff goes, do you feel like uh, Kimbrell is starting to pitch his way out? off the playoff roster do you still believe the Dodgers look at the large sample size that he's been able to do well against right-handed hitters I think they're looking at that mostly Dave um and obviously the story has been how bad he's been against left-handers but I think they're looking at the big picture and also a guy that uh, has so many innings and so many battles throughout his career and something to prove too so I don't think just a couple last start, last outings are going to get him off a roster. Um, obviously, he needs to be efficient, and he, he needs to have also a role in which he knows after a certain inning, perhaps he's only going to pitch in an emergency. But I just don't see the Dodgers uh, leaving him out of this one. And, and with David Price, I do agree with you. I mean, there's something about David Price that uh, I think we take for granted. And obviously, that is experience. His stuff is not diminishing. I mean, the stuff obviously is not 97, 98. But uh, for somebody that's been there before, and the Dodgers know that, um, back, you know, with Boston, you have to have somebody like that because he's also a bulldog out there in that bullpen and letting guys know exactly how they fit and what they're supposed to do in certain situations and spots. And uh, he's a big factor. And I see him with a role with multi-inning guy, then go out there in a pinch and maybe even be, uh, you know, a guy that uh, gives you one out or especially against a lefty, give you those three minimum batters to offset the other uh, lineup too. All right, Jose Moda, tomorrow – Tony Gonsolin will make his return to the mound for the first time since the end of August. What should we be looking for to see whether or not he's got the goods and whether or not he's feeling confident about letting it rip? Mechanics. 
staying on top of the baseball and filling the zone. I think it's not going to be important, and I hope he doesn't get too caught up watching the radar gun. It's not going to matter. If I see anything 92, 93, that's great. Uh, if he wants to amp it up, maybe in certain counts, that'll be wonderful too. But uh, also the effectiveness, if he holds back, Dave, to me, on any of the breaking balls, or his splitter, maybe that's an indication that he's still trying to feel his way. But if he's okay to pitch in a big league game, even for three innings, he should be all out out there. And what I want to see the most is just mechanically staying sound and not overthrowing so he's allowed to at least go out there and just get a feel for it, what it'll be like to get another inning or two as October progresses. All right, Jose, thanks for the insight, and we'll see how this all plays out in the final three games of the regular season in preparation for Game 1 of the NLDS on October 11th here at Dodger Stadium. Thanks, Jose. Feliz Domingo. Corazón, corazón, corazón. (laughs) There he goes, Jose Moda, Dodger broadcaster. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. The Dodgers fall to the Rockies today, 4-1. to one. It's only the sixth time the Dodgers have lost to the Rockies this year. They're 14, uh, uh, they're what? They're 10 and 6 against the Rockies this year with three more to go. They play them 19 times inside their own division. And really, that's been a big reason why the Dodgers have won 110 games. They've dominated the NL West. Uh, I would say the Rockies may be the one team under the radar that played the Dodgers uh, pretty tough. Uh, They're a team that's in last place earlier in the year. The Rockies gave the Dodgers some trouble. They beat them in the opening series of the regular season all the way back then, if you remember, at Coors Field. So uh, there have been times where... Uh, Even though the Rockies don't have the same talent as the Dodgers, they take on the personality of their manager and keep fighting, keep scratching, trying to stay in the game and even take down Goliath. And today they were able to do that 4-1. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we are going to send you to Tampa Bay, where that is Sunday night football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Before we do do all that, I want to share with you some of our conversation with Steve Garvey, who is here at Dodger Stadium today, and you can hear the full interview on the iHeartRadio app. Garvey, uh, one of the great first basemen of his generation, an Iron Man in his own right, also a guy that uh, more than likely you can call the greatest L.A. Dodger first baseman, that's for sure, and More importantly, what made him one of the great, or if not the greatest, L.A. Dodger first baseman was the way he played in October. Uh, He played almost 80 games in October and had a 320 batting average in the month of October. He was a playoff performer. And I asked Garv what made him be as good as he was in the playoffs and how that might translate to some of these Dodger players that are uh, going to need to step up in the postseason to win a championship? Well, I, I do take a lot of pride in, uh, in postseason and all-star games. I think all-star games are batted 380 and 356 in postseason and so forth. But uh, it's when the lights shine the brightest is when uh, I think you should want to be up there in crucial situations. If you want to be up there, your focus is narrower. Uh, your heart's heart you know, beat quiets down because you have this confidence in yourself that you want to do this not only for your team and for the game but for the fans and uh, I always wanted to be up when the game was on the line you know what kind of paid off the the pitcher sees it and he's thinking "Uh oh 
This Garvey looks hitterish. <laughs> and then I dropped down a bunch. But anyway, uh, that's really what it's all about. As the season gets closer to the ultimate prize, and that's the World Championship, you see players step up and want to seize the moment, Carpe Diem, uh, and be the hero. And, uh, and this team's got a lot of guys that want to step up. And I think guys that may not have been uh, proud of their season suddenly seems to refocus, you know, once October comes. And I can see a few guys uh, all of a sudden flipping the switch they couldn't quite find in the dark and uh, becoming heroes in the postseason. Well, a hero for all of us that followed the Dodgers is Steve Garvey. Before I let you go, can't let you go without reminding everybody, today's the anniversary of Dusty Baker joining yourself, Reggie Smith, and Ron Say as the first quartet in baseball history to hit 30 home runs. It was right here at Dodger Stadium when he hit that home run off of J.R. Richard. Absolutely. And, you know, people ask me about moments in my career and seasons, and I always say, well, winning the World Championship in 81 is the ultimate team sport. Consecutive game streak and MVPs. But the four of us doing that, the first all time was so very very special and um and the one thing we do is that dusty hit jr pretty well but he fooled around the first couple of at bats and we had been out of the game and and i was i ran inside to go to the bathroom there now about and so (laughs) i kind of struggled out here to make sure i was here and he hits the home run and uh and we were so happy for him because the last guy to do it there's a lot of pressure and uh and that's who dusty was talk about pressure players Dusty at that time with that accomplishment was truly. All right, that was Steve Garvey earlier today here at Dodger Stadium and not only talking about October, but also his former teammate, Dusty Baker, who is now the manager of the Houston Astros on this date in 1977. Dusty Baker became the fourth Dodger to hit 30 home runs on the last day of the regular season, and it was off that tough uh, J.R. Richard of the Houston Astros. He and Nolan Ryan really made that Astros rotation tough for the Dodgers to beat, and they finally did it in 19... uh, They did it in 1981 after losing a playoff game to the Astros in 1980, but for Dusty to hit uh, number 30 off of Richard in 77, gave the Dodgers the first quartet in Major League history history to hit 30 home runs in the same season. Dusty Baker, Reggie Smith in the outfield, Ron Say, and Steve Garvey all hit 30 home runs on the same team in the same year for the first time ever in Major League Baseball history. And if you talk to any of those guys, including our very own Rick Monday, they will tell you the 1977 ball club was the best that they played on. Uh, Even though they won the championship in 81, they all say 77 was the best team that they played on. And also, you know, usually this day is the last day of the regular season in baseball. But because of the lockout, we have three more to play. But usually this is the last day of the regular season. So that's why there's a lot of anniversary dates surrounding that, including Dusty hitting his 30th home run in 1977. And on this date in 2004, Steve Finley hit a walk-off grand slam against the San Francisco Giants to capture the NLS crown for the Dodgers. That home run went somewhere in the right field pavilion. 
to give the Dodgers their first playoff berth since 1988. So this is a big date in the last day of the regular season in Dodger history. Hey, tomorrow, don't miss Instagram Live at 2.30 with Dodger catcher Austin Barnes. It's all brought to you by First 5 California, dedicated to ensuring every child in California has the best possible start in life. After Instagram Live at 2.30, we will have Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck at 6 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports. Tony Gonsolin will be on the mound. He's 16-1 with an ERA of 2.10, going up against Jose Orena, who is 3-8 with an ERA of 5.24. Morongo Casino, like I mentioned, Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 6 with first pitch at 7.10. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. Once again, the final score today, the Rockies defeat the Dodgers 4-1. Sunday night football is next. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. From the side.